Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast. I'm Pastor Brian. Thanks for tuning in once again. Uh, We're still in our study of James. We are still in chapter 1, and we're going to be looking at verses 19 through 27 this morning. Uh, It's just, it's good to to get off to the right track, get off on the right track this week and open up our Bibles and get into our Bible study, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you. So let's uh, open up with prayer, and uh, then we'll get right to our study this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for getting us up this morning. Thank you for giving us another week. And um, God, we just ask that you will use us this week to be effective uh, for you to do your will. Help us to be good witnesses and to carry a strong testimony for your grace in our lives before others. Um, Lord, forgive us where we may have fallen short and uh, help us to be doers of your word as we will um, look into your word Um, this morning to discuss that topic. God, I thank you for everyone that listens to the podcast. I thank you for my church family. And um, Lord, it's just truly a blessing to serve you. And uh, I certainly pray for all of them, God, that you will be a help to them, a strength to them. May you give me the words to teach this morning that will be a blessing to them. Uh, Thank you for the devotional time and the Bible studies and uh, feeding us, Lord, and keeping us on the right track, God. It's all, it's all by your Holy Spirit, and so we're very, very grateful for the relationship that we have with you. We ask that you'll bless the study this morning. I ask that you bless all that listen. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get right to it. James chapter 1, verses 19 through, uh, I will say actually through 25 this morning, 19 through 25. The scripture reads this, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and... Oh, I can't pronounce this. It's not superfluity. It's... Superfluity or something, I can't pronounce it. I forget how to pronounce it right. Uh, Superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness an engrafted word which is able to save your souls. I hate it when I get tongue twisted too, but but we all do sometimes. So just, you know what I'm trying to say because you got your Bibles out and you're reading it for yourself. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Amen. So let's uh, let's break down these verses, uh, starting here in verse 19. Lord, help us apply this truth in our life. And uh, what a valuable lesson, beloved brethren. This would this is brothers, sis. This is this is good for men, women, and all of the above. All right. Let every man be swift to hear slow to speak and slow to wrath we need to be swift to hear Uh, what does that mean to be eager to hear 
uh, to be intent to listen. And when we're listening to somebody, we better be listening carefully. Especially if there's a dissension in opinion or something going on between you and another person. Um, and, and it's hard. Sometimes we, sometimes we so adamantly disagree with somebody's position, we never even let them get the words out before we just interrupt, cut them right on off, and blurt out whatever it is that we feel like uh, we want to say. Um, because we're right and they're wrong, and that's just the way it's going to be. We need to be careful be eager to hear somebody out be intent to listen to them and when we're listening with the intentions of speaking something in response to what they're saying then we better be listening very carefully not to turn their words around misrepresent them uh, add things take away things or inject our own personal reaction or emotional response to those words so sometimes what somebody says and what we hear them say are two different things. What they intended to say and what they were trying to say is not what we actually heard. Um, and so we are quick to jump a fence, jump to being offended, <clears throat> instead of seeking to understand where they're coming from. And so sometimes when you're in this, uh, this kind of a conversation, it's good to seek clarity and clarification from somebody if we're confused on what it is they're actually trying to get at. Um, and, and in all of this, we need to be swift to hear. We need to be very eager to hear somebody and be intent to listen to them and listen very carefully. We live in a world now where people don't listen anymore. I mean, you can't even go to a drive through anymore. They don't even listen to the first order before they're cutting you off and asking you if you're done. You know, we're, we're in a society now where nobody wants to hear anybody. And pretty soon we'll have to text message our orders in because people can read and type. And they don't, want to, they don't want to listen and have conversations anymore. The ability to have an effective conversation with somebody is going away. I mean, it's hard to find somebody good to talk to anymore. And people are so puffed up with their own knowledge. And, of course, I think we'll probably cover that in one of our studies here in James soon. We don't listen anymore. We need to be careful to listen to one another. Then it says this, be slow to speak. <clears throat> so there's a lot of applications to that. Let me start with this one. Let us not assume that we know right what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. But let us carefully consider our words before we say them. Because once they have been spoken, they cannot be taken back. Let us not assume that we know what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. But let us carefully consider our words, because once they are spoken, they cannot be taken back. We need to be slow to speak, really think about it. Then it says this, slow to wrath. So let me connect this to our speech for a second. <clears throat> let us not assume that we know what to say, when to say it, how to say it. And let us carefully consider those words because once they've spoken, they can't be taken back. Especially, 
if you're mad. Because when your emotions are inflamed or your prejudices ignited or you're mad about something, that is the most likely time that you're going to splur something, splurt something out of your mouth that wasn't well thought of probably was the wrong thing to say it probably was the wrong time to say it it was probably the wrong way to say it and now you've spoken it you can never take it back and when it comes to those kind of words people may forgive you but they'll never forget it once you've showed your true colors to somebody they may forgive you they may turn you over to the Lord they may not hold on to anything against you but it could certainly impact the way that relationship works in the future because in the back of that person's mind they know what you're capable of so let us be very very careful about what we say to somebody when we're mad at them and you know what we're all guilty and we all say things that we look back and say you know that wasn't that wasn't the best choice of words I shouldn't have done that now let's say that you've ever or at some point in time let's just say recently you've um, you weren't so slow to speak and you just happened to be mad at the time and you said something that you know looking back was wrong and hurtful and has probably changed your relationship with somebody I'm just going to tell you from a pastoral standpoint here. That person may have forgiven you and they may not be holding on to anything. But for there to be reconciliation in that relationship takes an act of humility of somebody going to them and saying, you know, hey, what I said at this and this time was not the right thing to say and I apologize to you for saying that. I've always looked at this situation and thought if somebody can't apologize to man when they're wrong then what makes me think they've ever been humble enough to apologize to God when they're wrong and we all do things that are wrong or say things that are wrong and, and most of the time it's just something that just didn't come out right there really wasn't any malice intent to begin with. But in our family relationships with our children, with our spouses, maybe grandchildren, <clears throat> relationships with friends, church family, let us consider these things. And if there is somebody that we know that we have spoken to incorrectly, make those things right. Make sure those relationships are healthy. Um, Because I tell you what, you'll never regret having close relationships with people in the household of faith. You'll never regret strengthening your relationship with your own family, your own children, your own spouses. And and it takes humility and and effort and um, consideration in order to do that. So let uh, let us be slow to speak, especially if we're mad. But also let us be slow to wrath. This is a characteristic we need to work on as Christians. Um, If you're listening to this and you have an anger problem or the potential to have an anger problem, 
I do. I have an anger problem. Um, I, I, that is something I've worked on my entire Christian life because I'm, I'm easily set off. I can be anyway. I hope my church family that listens to this will, would say, I have not seen that side of him. And I would hope that pretty much all of the churches I've done ministry with would say, I have not seen that side of him. Um, but there are some some people from early in my Christian walk that has seen that side of me um, and were willing to have the humility to help me with that. And we all need help with things sometimes. So if this is an area you struggle with, make sure that you get help with it. But being slow to wrath means this. It means let us be patient and not easily provoked. Let us not be easily set off. Slow to be angry. Even slower to act out of anger, which is wrath. For most of the time when we act in haste, we will end up being wrong. And in verse 20 it tells us, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So if we're wrong, then there can be no right outcome that comes from being wrong in the delivery, being wrong in the reaction, being wrong in the response, losing our patience, being provoked to lash out at somebody then there's a back and forth and then somebody's set off and then all kinds of things happen and once somebody begins to act in wrath they typically will start to fail in these first two points you're you've been provoked you've been set off you're angry now the now your wrath is coming out now you're 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 throwing out your words quickly without being slow to speak And you sure aren't going to listen to somebody else because you're going to get every word in that you feel you need to get in. And so you're not being, you're not swift to hear. You see how the whole thing becomes unraveled. The entire communication breaks down. There, no productivity can come from that. And when this ends up happening, the outcome is like when the smoke clears, you're looking at the annihilation left behind from the bomb going off. And people are hurt and feelings are hurt. And it's really, really messy to clean that up afterwards. Be slow to wrath. And be responsible with your anger. And that's something that I had to learn. There is a certain time where if you are angry enough that the wrath is getting ready to come, then it's important to communicate I am really angry right now and I'm losing my ability to have the proper amount of self-control with that. I need to walk away from this and we need to talk about this later. Let me help your relationship here. Relationships or marriage, whatever it may be. When somebody communicates that to you, do not try to force them to continue to talk about it with you. 
it's better you let it settle down first and then have that conversation um, and work through it. <clears throat> so let's move on here. Uh, just some good good advice. I mean, uh, this is why I, I get I get peeved with uh, guys that are, well, that James, that's just written to the Jews and that's not for that kind of hyper-dispensationalist mindset because there's some very valuable lessons for every Christian in James, even though he had a Jewish Christian audience, okay? So, you know, just things that we need to apply in our life. All right, let's look at this in verse uh, verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness. Uh, receive with meekness uh, the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. So, uh, we need to lay, lay apart all these things that are, you know, uncleanness, these things that are not right with God. And also in connection to speech, have you ever noticed when the wrath comes and somebody disconnects and they get angry enough and they start spewing out words that are not thought of, they're not slow, they weren't listening? Do you ever notice how sometimes some of those words may fall into this category? of the filthiness and naughtiness and all this other stuff. But then what does he tell us to do? And here's a here's a key point. Instead of those things, do this. Receive with meekness the engrafted word. The word's got to be engrafted into our heart. It's got to be carved in there. Amen? And to have that done, we have to receive that word with meekness. That means willingness to obey it compliance with it because we understand that God is right and has the right remedy, the right guidance, the right direction for us in our life. So let us receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. So obviously we know that the word of God, hearing the word of God produces faith. We know that we're saved by grace through faith. And so the word of God is instrumental in the salvation of soul for eternity, but also the word save in the sense of any deliverance, all right, if we will refer to the word of God, God will use his word to deliver us from um, the unrighteousness of man, from filthiness, naughtiness, all this other stuff, from anger problems, from poor communication. So the word of God brings deliverance. Maybe a marriage that's been wrecked by two people who could never learn to communicate with one another. Put the Word of God in the middle of that thing and God will deliver that marriage from those troubles and that marriage can be reconciled and made perfectly healthy. Um, But it's got to be two people willing to yield to the Word of God. Amen. And um, so just some things to consider. But now in verse 22 says this, Be but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. All right, so receive the word, then be doers of the word, not just hearers. Somebody that hears the word but doesn't do the word is actually in deceit. Here's an illustration for you. The word of God is like a mirror. And you've probably heard this illustration before. So uh, we can see ourselves in the word and it reflects who we are. It reflects where we are. And it tells us what we need to do. To not do those things that the Word of God tells us we need to do as we look ourselves in the mirror of the Word of God. It's like looking in a mirror in the morning when you get up, 
realizing you're a mess and then leaving without changing anything as if you forgot the state that you're in. That's what this is saying. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Right? So when we look at ourselves in the mirror of God's word, it shows us where we're at, who we are, what we need to do. And then it's up to us to respond to that and take necessary action through prayer, repentance, fellowship, um, counsel, um, church attendance. You know, if you're being, if you're in fellowship with your church and you're in the teaching and the preaching and you're doing your studies and you're praying, um, that, that, that transforming work, that change is going to happen. Um, and so that's kind of the illustration there. So, you know, the truth of the matter is, um, if you will look to the word of God and continue in the word of God and do the word of God, then God will bless your deeds. And that's verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Don't you want to be blessed in what you're doing? Well, seek the counsel and wisdom of God. Line your life up in the Word of God. Look at the reflection of yourself in the Word of God. Make the appropriate changes. Apply these spiritual principles to your conversation, your personality. Um, I've heard people say, well, God will save his soul, but he doesn't change a personality. I don't agree with that. I think God does change our personality and gives us the ability to apply his wisdom in the way we behave, and the people we are, our values and everything else. And, um, and so let us yield to the Holy Spirit's direction today um, that he'll have his way in our life, that we'll be able to communicate effectively to remain solid and faithful and be doers of the word of God because we'll be blessed if we do. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the lesson. Thank you for the conviction. Thank you for the guidance. And uh, help us to apply this in our lives, Lord, that we would uh, be effective in our communication skills, that we would um, be instruments and vessels of your grace into the lives of those around us that we would be used to build people up and to encourage them to do their best for you, Lord. We thank you for that responsibility and for that privilege, Lord. We thank you for the Bible lesson this morning. I ask that you bless everyone that listens to the podcast and and help me through this week as well. And um, God, you're good to us. And uh, we don't deserve the goodness that you give us, but You give it to us anyway, and we're so thankful for that today, Lord. I ask that your blessing would abide on us all as we we meditate on the truths that we've learned today. Take care of everyone this week, Lord. Be with those needs that are out there for healing, Um, people getting certain tests done. Lord, we ask that you think about those that were in that the storm out in the southwest and the flooding and just a lot of things happening around us, Lord. We, we just pray for all Christians everywhere, all ministers, churches, missionaries, 
Lord, that we would be prosperous in reaching souls for you before it's too late. <clears throat> Let your blessing abide, abide with us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. I'll see you next time on the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast.